Against all odds, the fangs of Lolf had all but defeated our heroes, but they were still alive. Nyx, the only one on his feet, sheathed his weapon as Slen, the leader of the fangs, told him to stand down or his allies would die. Preparing to question them, Slen ordered them all to be stabilized and asked Nyx what was so important about the orb they were both chasing after. Nyx began by alluding from the question. Slen laid it out that they had been sent all over the Underdark and surface in search of these orbs, led by a vicious drow who cared nothing for them. They had no idea why they were being used to hunt down some random magical artifact. Slen explained that ever since Key was taken away from them, the family they had bore hatred towards their oppressors. Nyx finally gave Slen some insight into the orb. With that, and the drow druid dead, the Fangs of Loth revived the party and shortly departed, telling Nyx to make it worth it. With the last piece of the Realm Breaker in their possession, they took a portal back to Veyron's realm. Nyx, before relinquishing the final orb, asked Veyron the full scope of his plans. Once the Realm Breaker was assembled, Veyron would reach out and gather his army into one place the center of Menzo Berenzin, the city of the Drow. The army would scatter and cause havoc, distracting the remaining Drow in the city away from the center. In the middle of the Drow capital, he would use Narbondel, a massive obsidian tower, to channel the energies of the Realm Breaker. And when Loth came, which he sure she would, which he was sure she would, he would use its immense power to make her mortal. With her godly immunity taken away from her, they would put an end to her once and for all. Seemingly satisfied with the plan, Nyx placed the orb into a sunken spot in the floor, accompanying the other two in the shape of a triangle, with the cube once in Kax's possession in the center. Magic energies began to accumulate, and the party was told to get some rest for the final battle to come. After some last-minute conversations about what may come after, they were summoned to the throne room to witness the Realm Breaker's assembly. In a dazzling display of rainbow light and loud thrums, shedding excess energy which was absorbed by the party, the Realm Breaker came into glorious view, the orbs quickly rotating around the swirling cube, not unlike an atom swirling in the void. Veyron called the device to him and grinned sharply. The end was near for Lol. So we pick up there, gentlemen. As you all, um, at this point, uh, bathe in the energy and feel your capabilities increase uh, quite substantially, it looks like Veyron and Bjorn had absorbed uh, some of that as well. Veyron grins as he holds... The Realm Breaker in front of him, it's swirling, uh, almost dizzying speeds, almost looking solid at times. He looks over at Bjorn, and you all hear the loud, booming footsteps of Andusius coming into the room as well. Veyron looks at every single one of you and gives a nod of appreciation. Looks around. Any last words before we begin? Just remember our deal, Varon. 
I get to kill the matron. And rain is mine. Let us begin. And with that, without even feeling it, or without stepping into it, you guys have been familiar with a multitude of different teleportation uh, effects, and uh, you guys have been thrown into teleportation circles, you guys have been instantly teleported, you guys have been thrown into portals up against walls and ceilings, and even fallen through a portal. Yanked through one, too. Indeed. You guys, your vision goes completely black. There is no momentum, there is no shift at all, but you know you, your body is no longer in Veyron's realm. You get the, every one of you get like the tingles of something tangible happening to the area around you. And you start to see like fuzziness as you all begin to breathe in for some of you, the very familiar fungus and musty smell of the Underdark. It begins to engulf your senses. Um, Key and Cax, you guys are probably way less familiar with this, so it kind of hits you like a dump truck, practically. But The other two boys, it's like in a weird way, it's home, but in like that you, you hate to be here way. Your vision becomes more clear and you all are dead center in the middle of the drow city, Menzo Berenzen. Straight ahead of you, with Veyron already next to it, this massive, 150-foot-tall obsidian spire appears before you. Your vision becomes absolutely crystal clear, the effects fading, and you realize that there are voices behind you. The first group you see next to you are a group of armed and armored citizens that are somewhat familiar to a few of you around a taller human in a robe. Nixon Thrym, you recognize this as Griswold Everdell from the town of Belliard. He seems to be giving advice to the people he is grouped around. A lot of them look very nervous. To the right of them, there's a large contingent of drow and stone giants wearing purple-colored armor and seemingly different styles of face paint, painted purple. They seem to be checking their gear and weapons. Thrym, you immediately recognize some of these stone giants are clearly from Granite Hollow. The rest of the drow, a few of the stone giants, represent the redeemed from the encampment on the surface. You immediately see walking towards Veyron, Gromf and Ilganoth. And as they walk, they seem to be, uh, at least Gromf is chatting to Ilganoth as they approach and they begin to bow towards their Lord. To is, the left, sorry? Is Zog there? No, Dog is not there. No, Zog. Zog? Isn't that the name of the one that threw the rock at me? Oh fuck, you're right. I think so. I I will say for the for the fact that I apparently didn't gather all my information correctly. Yes, Zog is there. <laughs> um, can I can I throw a rock at him? <laughs> yeah, you you yeah you find a good like like maybe apple sized pebble on the ground and you give it a give it a throw, <laughs> and you almost expect it to throw him in the head and suddenly as if by supernatural speed, 
catches it and looks over at you and grins wildly. You see a couple of the drow, like, hush everyone as they're paying attention to Gromf and Ilganoth. But that isn't all. Further to the right of that group are heavily armored men with pikes, grunting and spitting. But you almost you hear this very calm and a little eerie whisper coming from the center of the group. And as they turn towards their center, you all see in a, like a little hole in the middle is a man dressed in fine gentleman's clothes. Nixon Thrym recognizes as Clint, the leader of the city of Tribor, and a blood hunter. There's a small, small gnome standing near him, pulling the drawstring back on his crossbow. He has a bright pink mohawk. You brought Zeke into this? Very close to them. Very close nearby, a squad of robed wizards pulse with magical energy. Archmage Juritin begins to issue orders to his crew. A group of humans, elves and dwarves with heavy armor and axes begin to immediately wave to key and immediately point in awe at Veyron being nearby. The citizens of Mirabar are ready for duty. A titanic human barbarian looms above a dozen drow dressed in leathers and are casually flipping daggers, punching each other in the shoulder and making light of the situation. Lokag stands tall next to Vuzniel Banra, his golden smile beaming brightly at you in the gloom. And above the army, six large Ifridi with massive two-handed scimitars begin to search the immediate area for threats. Taking all of this in, you almost immediately begin to hear Nyx and Thrym, you would know the sound of alarm bells going off all over the city. Your presence has been noted. Immediately, once those alarm bells kick in, Bjorn, without missing a beat, starts bellowing orders to each one of the groups. North, south, follow them. In the shadows, go. And every single one of those groups of armies, with at first making sure to greet you, really quickly smile nod salute scatter into the darkness of Menzo Berenzen you all notice the wizards and drow mercenaries along with Lokag head south along with Gromph and Ilganoth Bjorn tells you Nix that they are in charge of taking down House Fengral and bringing out the two specified hostages Fucking right. Veyron begins to float about 20 feet in the air, still holding the Realm Breaker with one hand. Your job is to stick near, near me. I'm not sure what they're going to throw at us. Hopefully our army can take care of that. But I need to be free of distractions, if you wouldn't mind. I need to focus on this a little bit. You look around, the square on Narbondel this time of day is quiet. You do see groupings of drow off as you, you, you have a full view of the city here. Menzo Berenzin's home to a lot of different like bioluminescent fungus that give off these eerie blue, purple, 
even pink lights at times, and everything is illuminated, just shadows in between buildings for the most part that don't have the fungus that seems to have been cultivated to almost follow streets and are along buildings. You begin to hear fighting in many directions. The drow that had been near you that uh, seemingly had uniforms belonging to their uh, houses seem to have scattered into the darkness. You have no idea where they were headed, presumably to give warning to whomever. Uh, Veyron doesn't seem concerned about them at all. You do, however, after about five minutes of quietness, after hearing the fighting, you guys begin to see errant lightning bolts and flaming arrows kind of fly into the sky from different areas all around you as these armies begin to clash with the houses, with the mercenaries found in the streets. Uh, whatever they can find, they are causing chaos. You begin to look to the east now. I'm sorry, the west. You guys are on the west side of Narbendel. You guys, Thrym and Nyx, have traveled through here before on your way out towards Blindenstone. You had traveled through where Narbendel is and traveled along that road. Further down the road, Bjorn points and shouts to Veyron, saying there has to be close to a battalion level of troops coming this way. Veyron nods very quickly, and as you look up to him, as he's straining on this, there's a level of, like, focus and a little bit of stress on his face, like his brows furrowed. Uh, you guys have probably never seen that before out of him. He's always maintained the composure. He looks down at Bjorn, uh, a few feet below him, actually, with his height. Nope. Take care of your mission. I have all confidence with this. And Bjorn uh, begins to rush uh, to the northeast. Uh, but not before giving you Thrym a wink and a little salute with his giant mace that he has. The battalion you guys can now see is making their way closer and closer down the main road headed towards you. Countless drow soldiers. You actually do see the familiar shapes of what seem to be about 12 foot tall driders mixed in with this army as well. They are coming straight for Narvendel. As you guys check your gear, get ready for combat, wondering what exactly you could do against close to a thousand drow soldiers, including spellcasters and driders, you all begin to hear this almost mechanical drone come from behind them. Suddenly, the army, which is probably less than 100 yards away at this point, bringing out their weapons towards you, you notice some of them begin to turn, and you begin to hear shouts coming from somewhere behind the battalion. From your angle, you're not able to see what's going on, but you, clearly there's some sort of chaos uh, happening in, in the mix. You begin to hear Veyron laugh, almost uh, with some relief. He says to no one in particular, I was wondering if he was going to show up. More movement and shuffling from behind the scenes can now be seen more and more. The, the ranks towards the front are now facing their backs towards you as something seems to be like coming through this battalion of soldiers. 
and immediately vaulting over the front lines of the front-end heavy soldiers you all recognize as Cuddybot. And they begin, as you can see, equipped with swords coming out of their wrists, begin to dual-wield fight some of these soldiers. Some of them uh, aim towards the back and are shooting out crossbows that seem to almost be like organic parts of their body. And as well as some of them that hold their hand out and begin to shoot arcs of electricity into it. And suddenly, one of them... One of them vaults over the rest of them and runs towards you. A familiar cuddybot wearing fine clothing, having a swagger to his step, dashes over to the party. Patrick? Hello, friends! It's I! Your greatest ally! Cuddy! Welcome back, Cuddy! Where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> About as busy as I can be. He's been as busy as a cat. <laughs> Busier than a cat! Uh, Cuddy, you... After given your orders from Sehanin Moonbow, had gathered the Cuddybot army, using your newfound ability to control every single one of them, and began to fulfill your duty of bringing them to the Underdark. You cra you crossed into Mirabar, collect them, collecting them almost like little Pokemon as you went, and marched to Mithril Hall. At which point you traveled deep into the earth going past Blingdenstone where you had previously met uh, Nyx and Thrym made your way through the caves and right into Menzo Berenzin your army clashing with a battalion of drow you told your cuddybots to make a cut straight through the battalion knowing that you needed to get to the front lines and towards your allies and here you are up in front of you, there seems to be some sort of immense magical presence uh, over near Narbendel, the large obsidian spire reaching out 150 feet into the air. Um, without a shadow of a doubt in your mind, that must be the Veyron that Sehenin Moonbow talked about. And as you guys uh, get your hellos out of the way, um, a decent amount of drow begin their march uh, towards you. Bring it to a map. Where we're probably going to do some fighting. Only probably? Maybe probably, yeah. We might be able to talk this out like, you know, decent humans. God, I hope so. While we're in meta real quick. Hi, Pat. Welcome back. We've missed you. Hey! <laughs> Hello. Uh, thanks for joining in on this. Yeah. Dude, we've missed you. We've been asking since you left, when <laughs> is Patrick coming back? Like when when are we it's, gonna see Cuddy again? It's only been a year. I mean Yeah. yeah it's only, <laughs> only a year. Yeah, ever since Xander and I joined, they just keep telling us like you're not as good as Patrick. You know, we hate you. <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. Never am. But you know. You know how it goes. When you're the best. You are. 
It's true. We uh, missed you so much, Patrick. <laughs> Pat, you can uh, move your token, right? Um, yeah, I'm sure I can. Okay, cool. As you can see on the left-hand side, we have uh, a ton of cutty bots over on the sidelines. Uh, those are unfortunately on the map layer, so... <laughs> I assume he's still like the level five he was when he left. Definitely. Oh god. <laughs> Absolutely. Cannon fodder <laughs> is what we call that. <laughs> so charging into the square proper is a decent chunk of the army that hasn't been distracted by the cuddybots. And th these th this fight isn't gonna be as uh complicated as the other one I tried to do. Like Two weeks ago, so sincerely hope not. Holy oh god, two weeks ago. Uh, that that three way fight that I told you about, like where I had like spellcasters and fucking all sorts of crazy shit. It was uh, I had to juggle like I, I show I showed them. I literally have like this is just one sheet, and then I had all of like the roll twenty shit for like everyone's stats and what they could do. I had a fucking um, monk, so I had to like balance the resources of that and then slen had like maneuvers which yeah, i don't even think sucked. i ended up fucking doing it sucked he had to be a dm yeah it was awful i don't enjoy that at all <laughs> so so would you just roll like three dm pcs yeah yeah no five. no uh five 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 oh <laughs> it was crazy so i kept saying to rob and i'm like oh man i'm so sorry because i had to keep like Bring up, oh, there's the wrong character sheet. Oh, oh honestly, I gotta look at the spells. Honestly, during editing, not that bad. Hey! You had like maybe 10 to 15 second gaps that I was just cutting out. It You're was more so when we, had to, when we had to look up mechanics, when we weren't sure on a particular mechanic where we might mm. go quietish for like a minute. Yeah. But it really wasn't that bad. Oh, thank goodness. So with that, let me swap over to some probably appropriate fight music rather than this gloomy ass shit. This is this is the best like last session or last two sessions at any campaign I've ever fucking played already. Oh Jesus, that's a lot of pressure on me. You're not even thirty minutes in and you've already peaked. <laughs> like you've beaten every other campaign I've ever been in. <laughs> oh dude, I'm at full mast right now. It's Definitely. a good thing that microphone goes all the way up to your chest, otherwise we'd be. I literally censored. told that <laughs> <laughs> That's a thick microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I told you, we reached a certain level of quality. I've upgraded equipment. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a pretty good looking microphone there, Robin. Thank you. <laughs> Not like I convinced you to buy one. <laughs> the exact I, same one, even. <laughs> I think we were we were still playing our other campaign, right? With our characters are still alive, and there was one day where like Pat had to to bring me to D and D. And I was like, hey, so I got an idea and I wanted to propose this to you. I'm like, we're, we're probably going to do a final fight at some point. And we, we discussed the details of it. I'm like, it's still a long way away. I got to figure out all the details. We got to figure out when it's going to go. And then these guys started saying, hey, like, what are the possibilities of getting Pat to come back? And I'm like, ah, I've sent him a couple DMs and I know he's, he's probably really busy on the weekends. And I, I knew exactly Pat wanted to do it, but I had to like keep the straightest face to make sure like you guys didn't catch on to it i couldn't just let my character die i mean come on he can just run right into the enemies <laughs> i mean i could now but yeah <laughs> hey it's been great chatting with you later on runs directly into enemies dies <laughs> or you know head dives into a pool of lava 
Oh, that's me. I know. <laughs> oh, that's you, Ethan. <laughs> All right. I, I was convinced it was a fake pool, but they found the real hole. <laughs> the real way down to go deeper. Don't believe it. All right. It so wasn't the lava. Have you guys roll initiative. Got to. Oh, okay. Same for my boys. I rolled a single digit. And you probably still did better than me. Oh, God. Oh, I did. You definitely did better than me. Oh, I did. Uh, So, for the sake of making it easier on our listeners, Pat, we made it so you guys will plug that stuff in, um, and then I'll just go down the list and everyone just says it my girl doing. Oh, fuck you, Nix. Wow, that was... Intense, right? I know. Fucking intense. I'm the last! Let's go! <laughs> That's rare for you. E- Ethan has, like, the worst luck when it comes to initiative. Ethan, I think you and I rolled the same die number. <laughs> yeah. I, right. I am notoriously sitting around three or four most of the time. All right, uh, Nix, what'd you roll? 30-20. Uh, Cuddy. 19. Axe. 18. And Thrym. 9. And Wait. Key. Run me my 8, boy. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it's not All a right. At the beginning of this army rushing in, immediately getting within striking distance... Um, and the concern that Veyron's ritual will be interrupted, uh, Nyx, you immediately spring into action, and the turn is yours. Okay. Alright, first up, uh, I'm going to use two sorcery points to cast Mage Armor as a bonus action. Get my AC up a couple of points. Don't have to focus on that. And I'm just going to throw a Chaos Bolt believe my distance yes my distance will cover this I'm just going to throw a chaos bolt um, at the drider closest to us sure and I'm going to throw it at second level yikes for a 15 to hit 15 to hit will not hit my friend okay so it's burned and I'm not going to leave the group just yet so that'll be my turn sure uh, Cuddy you are up so I'm I'm kind of standing there very casually, uh, stroking my chin and thinking, and then just a very like nonchalant like point over there I'll do, uh, and then I'm gonna use uh, I'm just gonna just right from the start I'm going to bust out this great gift that the DM has given me. Uh, what's this called? Blanketing volley. So I will use my because I'm a commander of an army my legendary action <laughs> it just opens up with an airstrike pretty much alright so let's see 9 10 so what we get two levels and he gets a nuke yeah he essentially gets some, some nuke 31 man I should have taken a hiatus from the campaign <laughs> seriously why have I been playing this whole time <laughs> It's taking a long ass year. Uh, vacation. What's what's the uh, fifty five? Fifty five. What's the point you're casting that at? Uh, 
where I'm standing there. Right where you're standing, so that, and I believe, what did we say, that was a 20-foot yep. radius? Oh, that catches everything. Oh, it catches every fucking thing. All right, and then what do we, do they get a dexterity saving throw? Uh, yeah, for that? dexterity saving throw, 18. 18, excellent. So, uh, while I figure this out, uh, describe what's happening and where this volley is coming from. Uh, so I guess you would imagine, or I would imagine that, uh, some of the, all of the noise that's going on in the battlefield around, uh, silences down a little bit as all of my automatons, uh, just give up what they're doing in this moment. And they all kind of turn to face in the same general direction and pull out a bow and arrow, and each of them just launches up one. Now, I don't know about a 20-foot radius sphere, uh, but I imagine uh, there would be some sort of cool shadows that are involved with this. <laughs> kind of the light in the area kind of like going down a little bit before they the arrows rain down on everyone. Okay, so the two driders and two of the soldiers uh, fail. However, the priestesses and the two soldiers uh, towards the top succeeded. So, so if they was... succeed, they get half. Mm -hmm. And that was how so much again? 53 total. Okay. So 26. 26 is half, yeah. Uh, this drow right here Pardon me, dead. The straw right here, dead. And these two up on top uh, look severely damaged. So with that, do I do I get to make like a regular action too? Uh that consumes an action, uh, but you still have bonus action and movement. Okay. Um. Here we'll reposition. And I'll end my turn. Cool. Cax. Is talking a free action? Yeah, 100%. I, I would say, sorry, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. I want to make sure that normally we do the talking within our round. But since this is a pretty cool fucking uh, meta slash in-game moment, uh, feel free to have some chatter between the uh, combatants here. Uh, Nix, what's the biggest threat? Probably the biggest enemy. Okay. No. Go after the go after the priestesses. We can handle the big ugly spiders. Okay. With that, uh, as you turn to talk to Cax, a small symbol glows from his hand. Oh wait, no, that's an action. I can't do that. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Um Cax will drop Yeah. Cax will drop 10 feet down um, pull out Whisper and fire off two regular arrows using Assassinate getting him automatic crits on the priestess here. What is that ability? Uh, starting at third level you are deadliest when you get the drop on your enemies. You have advantage on attack rolls against a creature that hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. <laughs> you or er, any er, any hit you score against a creature that is surprised is a critical hit. 
I guess they're not surprised, but I do have advantage, so I get my sneak attack. Yes, sir. So, let that's me fucking roll, crazy. Let me roll my two attacks with advantage, <laughs> and let's see if I just get natural crits with my nineteen twenty crits. Uh, that's a nat twenty, and okay. a eighteen. Uh, eighteen uh, meets the AC. Okay, cool. So we'll roll crit first. So here is 2d6 piercing for... Okay, give me two seconds here. I'm going to write this shit down. I'm going to track natural 20s for this game like we did the other one. Oh my god, yes. Give me one moment here while I roll all my damage and track it, and then I'm just going to give you totals. It's a lot of dice, you see? Oh, fuck, that's 4d6 from Sneak Attack. Ooh. Ooh. That's attack number one. This is my favorite song out of the whole sound pack. All right, so... You see a determination in Cax's eyes as he pulls back his bow and fires it twice, one striking... It's straight and true, uh, dealing 55 points of piercing damage. That's a lot of damage. That's the most damage I've done in one turn without uh, without, uh, the forged arrows. That's crazy. Uh, And you still have movement. Did you want to... I dropped 10 feet south. I'm holding where I am. Cool. All right, and that's your go? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, that brings it to the Driders, which three of you have faced before. Uh, these, however, don't have the weird, like, Kratos-esque chains with blades attached to the ends of them. These ones uh, have long swords, and they seem to have long bows, like, wrapped over the humanoid part of their body. That one's going to go there, and then moving through this crowd. That's going to go there, so there's going to be uh, two attacks against Cuddy and two attacks against Axe with the longsword. So I'll just do top-down. So the first pair of attacks on Cuddy. Um, A 12 and a dirty 20. Pat, you're muted. The heck? <laughs> Sorry. Um, the second one hits. Okay. And that is nine points of slashing damage towards you. And the second rider at the bottom. Bottom, uh, 14 and a 21 cax. I'll let the 21 hit this time. Okay. Give it to him a little bit. And that's uh, eight points of slashing damage. Bringing it on to the two remaining drow soldiers. Um, this one kind of hops up on the wall a little bit and vaults over to where Cuddy is. And the soldier, which is bullshit, um, is going to just move a little bit closer to you, Nick. So he's going to be using a hand crossbow against you. So, Cuddy. 
definitely an 11 doesn't hit. And Nyx, with the hand crossbow, that is 15. 15 is a miss. All right, so they both whiff on that, and that brings it over to Thrym. Alrighty. Five. Okay. Just gotta measure something out real quick. Alright. So, both the Driders, uh, both the Priestesses, and this guy right here. Yeah. I'm gonna pull out the wonderful little wand I got last ga- uh, couple games ago. Yeah. And I'm going to cast Widowgast Web of Fire. Okay. So each of them need to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. Let me do the priestesses. And that's on my save, correct? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. So what's that again? Twelve. Twelve. And that's a dexterity? Yeah. Okay, so... This priestess down here succeeds. The other one fails. The two driders. Uh, the top driver, I'm sorry, the bottom driver near Cax fails. And the lone drow there fails. Okay. Uh, so in total, everybody that fails takes 31 points of damage and then 15 for the rest. Baby. Uh, this and... drow is dead. So when this succeeded, what was it again? My apologies. Uh, 31 for uh, fails and 15 for success. Okay. Cool. Alright, throw you sticking right there. Uh, oh. oh, no, he is not. I'm going to move 20 feet to there, and then with my bonus action, I'm going to activate Thunder's Lightning. Sure. And that'll be my turn. Cool, sure thing. Key! Um, so, uh, I forgot to do it with Cax, my apologies, but uh, describe to Cuddy what, what he sees in Key here. Oh, uh, you see kind of a six-foot-tall, you know, sort of a standard paladin armor set, you know, rather large, broad-shouldered, but has a big shield, a big kite shield in the shape of the Mask of Varen. And I just dropped it. Nice. Um, he's got the big shield in the shape of the Mask of Varen, and he's carrying a sort of weird-looking scythe with some holes in the, uh... What's that called? Shaft. Yes. And there's some weird-looking holes in the shaft, but it seems to be structurally sound. They're not going to collapse. Uh... Cax, you can. Yeah, yeah, we should. Cax, if you wouldn't mind describing to Pat here what he sees. Ah, Cax. Uh, so. On the other side of Nyx, when combat started, you could barely make out the saw or the two foot eight lizard thing that was standing beside Nyx. Um, that you were able to recognize was a kobold with bronze, scaly skin, and red eyes. You would estimate that he weighs maybe 50 pounds soaking wet. And 
strangely enough, is wearing winter gear in the Underdark. <laughs> but he does never have... took that shit off. Nope. <laughs> Cax never did. He didn't think about it. He didn't know where he was going. Uh... Might have been chilly down there. Could be a draft. But uh, uh, across his back and now in his hands is a dark wood uh, bow with two glowing gems on either end of it and a gold uh, intricate design that flows between the gems. And that's basically all I got for Cax. Besides the hip-mounted the hip-mounted quiver and the quiver over his back that seems to be uh, stuffed with arrows that don't look like they belong there, and some that match the trim of the of the uh, quiver on his back. Awesome. Good fall. Sorry, Keith, we didn't mean to interrupt your turn. It is totally fine, because I am just going to... Um, is this Strider taking up the spaces all next to Cax as well? Uh, yes. Okay. Then I'm going to step up around Cax and roll to bonk um i don't have advantage so i'll use my bonus action for uh i i'm spacing on the name even though i've said it a thousand times bow of enmity i was trying to i was (laughs) was thinking abjure of enmity isn't right abjure with pat here we're all forgetting our shit he's completely (laughs) thrown this shit off um you 18 hits, right? 18 on this Dryder does hit. Okay. Brenda, 21 will hit. Yes. Her 9 plus... 9 for 18 slashing damage. And I think that'll be my turn. Sounds good my friends bring it over to the two priestesses who got the literal shit into the stick on this initiative roll you see the one um, down here the one I just marked here you see her hold her arms up um, and Nyx where you are standing uh, with uh, your feet of being able to read lips um, she seems to be whispering something to uh, whatever you look. She looks up, completely ignoring the massacre around her, saying, Oh, goddess of death, a goddess of spiders, bring to me your servant and have it focus your will through me. And she holds her hands up. And then she looks around. And she tries again. And nothing seems to happen. Um, she, at that point, um, moves five feet down. Uh, her attempt at summoning fails. Uh, the other one, however, goes up to this drow and... She puts a hand on, like, the thorax behind the drow um, and casts uh, Cure Wounds at third level upon him. 
Do I see and or recognize that? Um, yeah, you, you would see her go to, to that. You would see her right behind that. But um, for the sake of seeing what she's doing, I, I would say like some of her body, including her hand, would probably be obscured by the the large boyness. Right, so I see her go up to the big boy, and but that's about it. That's about it, yeah. She she goes up, she does something to his backside, and then that's all. Yeah. All right. Pretty, pretty How many hot. times can we, you know, sympathize with that? <laughs> um. And for that, that is actually going to be the priestess's turn, bringing it to the top of the round for Nyx. I saw her. I know where she is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can see her feet. It's just, like, her, like, upper body is obscure by, like, the bulkness of, like, the thorax of the drider. All right. I'm going to run up 20 feet and fire a lightning bolt right between Cuddy and Thrym. <laughs> smacking straight into the drider and the priestess. Nice. So I need a deck save from both of them. Your DC is 16. All right. I'm casting priestess. this at third level. Priestess rolls a natural one, and the Trider uh, definitely fails. Single digits. Hey. For 27 points of lightning damage. Ooh, mama. And that will end my turn. Okay. I need to reserve my resources. <laughs> Cuddy, you see a massive bolt of lightning that you are all too familiar with as it zooms by into your opponent in front of you. Beautiful. Um, so, uh, upon seeing that, ooh, that gives me a good idea. So I'll, I'll take a nice five foot step, right? We, that's a 5e thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. um, I'll take a five foot step and then I will use, um, what's it called again? booming blade so i'll i'll rub my my dagger across my short sword uh, and imbue it with electrical energy and then i will uh, make an attack uh 25 25 hits his dagger's made of wool it is <laughs> just generates all that static electricity yeah okay 41 41 points of damage? Yes. Holy shit. Alright. And then what does that do for... Uh, so if they move before my next turn, uh, they'll take an, an, an additional 3d8. Okay. Holy moly. With the damage. And you're staying put right there, I assume? Yes. Cool. Cax. Right there. Axe is going to use his cunning action to bonus action disengage and move around key and continue the assault on the priestess that he shot the first time. Sure. That was this that's one, two, right? Yeah, that's two okay. misses. 16, 15. Oh, yeah, unfortunately. And that'll be my turn. Cool. All right. 
Dryder up here in front of Nix and Cuddy, after taking the hit from the booming blade, kind of cocks his head a little bit. Um, Thrim and Cuddy, you almost hear some sort of muffled noise coming from somewhere in the vicinity, but you're not entirely sure. You almost entirely expected Cuddy for that Dryder to go for you after that hit, but it immediately goes from looking at you down at you and it looks straight up behind you towards Nyx. So it begins to move. So it moves five feet. So what happens? It takes booming blade damage. Yes. Okay, and then Thrim will get an attack afterwards. Uh, ten damage. Ten damage. Okay. And then Thrim, it's going to move out of your attack area of attack of opportunity. So you can go ahead and make an attack if you'd like to. Uh, <clears throat> Nineteen to hit. 19 hits. Uh, that's going to be 15 bludgeoning and 3 lightning. Damn. This Dryder ain't looking so hot, but it is on the warpath straight over to you, Nyx. Um, get over here. Tab. It's going to do uh, two longsword attacks against you. Uh, I have a 21, and the second one was single digits. The 21 will hit. Okay. And that is uh, five points of slashing damage, as it just kind of nicks you as it goes for, like, a double, like, attack on you. But you were kind of prepared for the most of it. Dude, that was, like, half my health. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he, being uh, the only mofo right there... Uh, Dryder number two is going to go for you. First one is definitely a miss. Second one is a 24. That'll hit. That'll do. And uh, a whole four points of slashing damage from the Dryder. Unacceptable. <laughs> uh, with that, uh, the Lone Drow is doing all right. However, uh, coming from the cracks of the cutty line, however, um, you have a few reinforcements that end up showing up. Uh, just four basic foot soldiers. Um, and from that range, they're actually going to the, the priestess kind of near them, uh, whispers to them, the one kind of crouching near the dead body, uh, points towards uh, Thrym. Um, and this guy is going to move in towards Cuddy, so we'll do the one towards Cuddy first. Which is... Um, 17, po 17 to hit? Yep. Okay. And that is 8 points of piercing damage. And oh! Um, I, I will use my reaction to half that. Totally forgot that was a thing. Which one is that again? Uh, where is it? Uncanny dodge. When an attacker that you can see hits you with an attack, you can use your reaction to half the attack's damage. Be likey. So I will use that. We. Um, 10, 25, 30. So that's disadvantage. That's disadvantage. Three of the attacks towards you, Thrym, are going to be at disadvantage. As okay. they are hand crossbows. 
fail. Um, one of them will be a 21. That'll hit. All right. The other one's a natural one. So one hits you, and the one right here um, is not at disadvantage, but that's single digit. So one of the crossbow bolts uh, hits you for four points of piercing damage. Okie dokie. I saw that fucking circle. Uh, I'm actually preparing. <laughs> no, I was uh, thinking about it. I should actually try to make an appropriate size circle if I choose to use that spell. You know, I so thought I about making it. templates for that like forever ago, and then I keep forgetting because those would be so handy for everybody. Yeah. So uh, I, I have a template. I stuck it in a corner. If the circumstance comes up where I want to use that spell, I have it at the ready. Sweet. All right. Thrim, after getting pelted with what felt like a BB gun hit, uh, it's your go. All righty. So seeing that thing run towards Nyx, Thrim is not going to be happy, so Thrim is going to rage. And let's see what happens when he rages. Let's see! Alrighty. So, I rolled a two. Uh, you can teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. Until your range, until your rage ends, you can use this effect again on your turn as a bonus action. Now, what is this based on? Uh, that is my wild magic surge table. So it's a um, specific... And what'd you yes. roll on that? A two. two. That was one of the things I sent you. Yep. From the Path of Wild Magic. So I... I'm looking at a different list. Are you looking at the Sorcerer's Wild Magic? Probably. Yeah, this is, this is just a D8. He has a special table for his shit. Yeah, it's from Tasha's Cauldron. Well, that's fucking crazy. Ah, here's the one. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, cool. So, oh yeah, I, I expected it to be just that whole list of, like, the D100. Oh yeah, that would Okay, be cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Alright, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so you... Alright, so I now can teleport 30 feet. And so I guess I'll teleport to. I go here. Is he flanked? Uh, if you I... go back five more yeah. feet, because that's technically in the creature space because of its size. Right there. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I'm actually I... pinging the correct flank. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it has, it right next to the straight line. So that one. That one. Yep. Okay. Right, perfect flank. Okay. Cool. And then I'm just gonna swing thunder at this boy twice. Get that boy. Both at advantage. Uh, 24 for the first. That hits. And I don't have to roll a second time because that's a natural 20. Well, there is there it is. So for Let's the keep first track. hit, I am. Nice. Uh, the first hit is. Too bad that wasn't the second hit, because that... Okay, so that's uh, 18 points of bludgeoning and 4 points of lightning for the first. Okay. And then for the second... Uh, 5 points of lightning and 21 points of bludgeoning for the crit. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, that Drider is not looking so hot. So that'll be my turn. Cool. Well, 
Um, yeah, I think I'm going to keep placing myself in between this Strider and Cax, and I'm going to keep rolling the bonk. Uh, 17 will not hit. Uh, for the Driders, 17 is their AC. Oh. So 17 will hit? Yes, and, sir. Uh, 30, 20 will also hit. That'll hit. That'll do. Alright. Okay, these D4 are going away. Um. Give <laughs> me a second so that's eight plus nope um ten so that's 18 slashing damage cool and that'll be my turn all right brings it over to the priestesses priestess yeah priestess plural priestesses Priestesses. Priestesses. Um, how big is that sphere of yours? Hmm. That sphere you made. Oh, that's um, that's a forty-foot diameter. That's a forty-foot. Okay. It's it's the storm sphere marker. It's a twenty-foot radius, so it's a forty-foot sphere. Okay. Go. Um, she the one uh to the top here is going to cast uh, Insect Plague. Centered. Da, 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 da. Yeah, right on essentially the Drider. And it captures all of you. Uh, Drider and Drow included. Uh, I need everybody inside of this to make a Constitution saving throw. Including my boys. They both fail. 17. Uh, 15. 17, 15. 14. 14. Uh, you all succeed. Huh. Surprisingly, that save DC is not super high. Uh, funny enough, that'll do more damage to the enemies. Um, Alright, creatures will take XX piercing damage on a failed. The sphere remains for the duration. It's a concentration spell. This area is now considered difficult terrain. Um, and let me roll some beautiful damage. And that was this one? Yes. Or was it? Okay. Uh, yep, the one closest to you up there. Um, uh, you guys that pass take 11 points of piercing damage as a swarm of uh, overworld locusts begin to just kind of cloud the whole area. Um, and this poor drow, uh, or the drider, seems to be uh, almost entirely engulfed by them, uh, is barely standing. So save was taken 11? Yes. Okay. Now that was just regular piercing, right? Regular piercing, yes. Alright, so I only take half of that. You take half of the half. I gotta Does remember that, that this... Yeah, he's raging. So he takes half from piercing, bludgeoning, and... Yeah, slash. yeah, no, I'm like, so if it's already half from succeeding, half. it's another half on top of that? Oh, yeah. Yep. He takes quarter damage. 
I really, at, at the end of this campaign throw, I need you to list out all the different crazy shit you can do. We're gonna have, like, a, a two-page thing, I swear. <laughs> all, all right. right. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh... And the one down here... I'm gonna keep the insect plate tab up so I can reference that. She looks up a little bit, too, as if someone is, like, almost speaking with her. Um, and after a little bit of confusion, she looks down and immediately across the square, uh, nicks. Um, she casts this ray of sickening greenish energy is like propulsed towards you. And it's a ranged spell attack. The spell is ray of sickness. The distance on that? Ray of sickness is precisely 60 feet. Fuck. All right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right on the money. Damn it. Um, her, uh, it is a dirty 20 to hit. Shield. Shield, okay. So as this, like, almost like ray of poisonous energy hits the shield, it, like, you can hear, like, the sizzling as it, like, kind of, like, splashes in a circle and begins to drip down it like giving off the sickening smoke and you hear like cursing and drow uh come across the square and that will she's gonna stay right where she is actually no i'm sorry um she is going to essentially human shield on this fucker right here and and her turn which brings it to the top of the round once again nyx yeah i'm using that that circle <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> yep. So, centered. Ah, oh, give it back. Why can't I control it? Did you take it away from me? I did not. I can't select my own. Is, is it because it's off? Try that really quick. Is it because it's off the uh, mark? I did copy and pasted to, so I could make the smaller one. I gotta get myself back in a position. <laughs> there we go. I fucking got it. Alright, so centered as such. Okay. I am casting Storm Sphere in that area. Hell yeah. All six of them need to make a strength saving throw. Okay, let me do the priestesses first. A natural one and a natural two. And there's four drow boys. I literally rolled two natural ones. So the top two failed. I rolled a natural 20 on the one being meat shielded. And what's the, um... Your DC is 16. 16. The drow do not have a high strength. Nope, so um, the one who's a meat shield succeeded. The rest failed, including right, both so processes. <clears throat> everyone but the meat shield will take nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okie doke. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to release... A lightning bolt from the center of the uh, from the center of the storm at the priestess that just cast sickening ray on me. She sure. was using a meat shield. Okay. And because she is within the storm, I have advantage on the attack roll. So a natural eighteen, giving me a twenty-eight to hit. I'm going to assume that hits. That definitely hit. Uh, and she takes 4d6 lightning damage. Taking 16 points of lightning damage. 
you are one point of overkill. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> this giant streak of lightning just abruptly just almost like curves around as if to say, fuck you, you're not getting away with this. Curves around the meat shield drow and very quickly electrocutes and uh, singes off the pointy ears of this drow as she falls and collapses dead on the ground. Awesome. Um, and the other priestess will need to make a con save on her insect plague. Oh, you're absolutely right. Her DC is 10. DC is 10. Um, I just rolled a 10. Con is on her. Plus one, so 11. All right, so she maintains her insect plague. Okay. So yeah, it's uh, just difficult terrain. It doesn't attack or anything next turn. It. So I'm not moving. I'm ending okay. my turn within the insect plague. You sure that doesn't deal damage? Yep. Yeah. Uh... Sphere remains for durations. Lightly obscured sphere is difficult terrain. Um... Oh, or ends its turn there. My apologies. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It's a freaking level five spell. Yeah. So you're you're still sticking right there? Yeah. No, okay. I'm, I'm not moving. I'm not risking attack of opportunity from the Drider. Sure. Okay. So that is, uh, uh, Constitution saving throw. I rolled a nine. A nine. Okay. That is. Uh, 18 points of piercing damage from the insects. 18. As you feel them, like, crawl up, like, underneath your armor and begin to sting. Okay. And my con save on the Storm Sphere is an 18, so I beat the DC. My Storm Sphere is still up. Hey. That ends my turn. All right. Cuddy. Um... Shit's popping off. I need just a quick bit of clarification here. Yes, sir. So, cunning action, I can use a boning act, bonus action, a boning action, a boning action. <laughs> yes. I can, I can use a bonus action um, to dash, disengage, or hide. So, if I disengage, can I still use my standard action to attack? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can so disengage, will... move away from the enemy, attack, all of that. Okay. So, yeah, I will use cunning action to disengage on these few uh, and I'll take off for the priestess there and then I'll use uh, booming blade on her this time sure 19 19 hits um, 48 48. 48. 48. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, we're gonna have to have Pat tell us all about all the crazy shit that he gets for bonuses. See, all right. that's a real It's rogue. fucking beautiful. That priestess is uh, looking really beat up. And that'll be your go, Cuddy. So, does that have the opportunity to interrupt her concentration? Ah, uh, yes. How much damage know, what... did you deal? 48. 48. 48. Her DC is 24. 24. So she can pass literally if she rolls a, a natural 20. Uh, nope. 12. Actually, actually, no, technically, I don't even think I would because it's still considered a saving throw. 
it's a saving throw. Yeah. And yeah. she only has a plus one. She can only roll a 21. She automatically fails. Yeah. That's Dorsphere. Or, I'm sorry, that Insect Plague is gone. Damn. And I'll end my turn. Cool. Cax. Cax is going to take a brief moment to survey the field. Um, how badly does that partially obscured priestess look? Uh, like, does she look like she's on death's door? Uh, the one next to Cuddy? Yeah. Uh, not... She She definitely... She's taken damage, but she's still uh, pretty good with her faculties. Okay. And then comparing the two driders, which one looks worse to me? Uh, the one to your north uh, okay. looks... Looks really fucked up. Okay, Cax is gonna pull back Whisper and fire off two shots at the priestess. Okay. His Nick said to kill the priestesses. Um, pack tactics, I get advantage. Yes, you do. Um, so, one of them, I'm pretty sure, misses, which fucking blows. That's a 29. Oh, yeah, that's fucking, that's real fucking low for you, man. Yeah, and then the other one is a natural 20, which I'm pretty sure also misses. Mark it, Robin! Marking it. I'm marking it. <laughs> what are we up to? We're at Three. four total. Oh, four, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... Ooh, our caxes. We will... Are we counting crits or just natural 20s? Because I crit 20s. on 19, so okay. Well, I'm counting natural 20s. Okay. So here goes... Alright, let me tally my damage. Because it comes in so many fucking weird ways. Crit first. Okay, and then sneak attack on the crit, obviously. Jesus Christ, my sneak attack tonight. And then here is... This one. Uh, that's 48 points of piercing damage. 48 points. So your first one... Isn't, isn't that also what Cuddy rolled for damage? Yes, yes. it was. That's how a fucking... It was fate. <laughs> that, <laughs> is that how a fucking rogue does it, Robin? You piece of shit? <laughs> he rolled 48 without rolling a crit. Yeah, he also has legendary action. my dick. <laughs> this is a rogue off. They're gonna have to perform each rogue task. <laughs> Absolutely. A after the combat's over, they're gonna have to lockpick some uh, boxes and everything. Me, me Nick, <laughs> the Prim will be the judges. <laughs> Cax, well, both I've got your twelve levels into rogue, so my proficiency might be a little higher. Yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> your two arrows. One of them with her wearing the typical black with spiderwebbed accents doesn't provide much protection. Uh, from certain things, and one of them is really fast fucking arrows. One of them nails her right in the center of her chest, and the other one, as she, like, pulls back from the damage, goes, like, right up into her mouth, and then right out the back of her head, felling her instantly on the ground. Nyx, priestesses are dead! <laughs> and then I'm going to move to... Where do I want to move? Uh, here. Sure. No, no, here. 
I expected you to move like seven spaces and you're just like, bloop. Yeah, I'm trying to put myself somewhere where I can still be viable on either fight. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, Driders. Um, Desperately uh, gunning for you, Nyx. That first one. Um, uh, One of them is single digits. The other one is a 23. 23 hits. Okay, with the long sword damage. Do uh, seven points of slashing damage. As yet again, you you and it seem to have almost like this this dance going where you're just trying to dodge its blades, but it's able to just get enough of a nick in on you just to be really fucking annoying. Nix isn't next to any driders. Yeah, it's. <laughs> this big boy right up here. Everyone, everyone, pay it. What is it, Nix over here? No, it's Cuddy. It's Cuddy. <laughs> one that says Nix is Nix already. <laughs> <laughs> no, something's. What? I'm gonna say there's a, a ch- yeah, there's a chance a that. So there's a chance that uh, Ethan's uh, Ethan might not be able to see other players in his character journal. So at like as a further zoomed out, the pictures don't really help too much. I'll be honest. I have Nix Thrim. Nix Thrim and Cax are the only ones labeled online. I don't have Cuddy labeled, and I don't have Key labeled on my end. Oh, I don't no. have them labeled either, but you know what? I recognize everyone's tokens. Fuck today. No, no, this is what's on my screen. Dude, you might just have to reboot Roll20. Oh, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Dude, fucking Nyx is right behind Cuddy. <laughs> so, so Ethan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is this Drider <laughs> stabbing him with the longest sword ever? What? It is a long sword. Oh, he moved there when he was setting up his spell, I think. Yeah, yeah he I was might have to readjust my spell. You might just Yeah, I just like messed funny. up his thing. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking funny. <laughs> I love Ethan's confusion and we're like, "No, you're wrong." And he's like, "No, my game's wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that in. That was fun. Oh, I see oh. where he is now. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, right. he'd be in stabbed right here. Alright, oh. uh, l- right, you're all booted up again? Yeah. Alright, you're gonna have to calculate some damage as I roll two fucking natural ones on the Drider's attack. <laughs> oh. can, 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 can you keep a rolling count of natural ones, too, if you don't mind, Robin? Uh... We've all. How many have you already rolled? I, I I swear to God, I've rolled at least like five or six. All right, I'll make a note for it. I'll count them in post. All right, thank you. I'm really gonna be curious. I don't think it's our record yet, but it's getting close. Uh, drop. Is this is considered difficult terrain? Your storm sphere. Uh, storm sphere. Give me two seconds. No problem. Sphere space is difficult terrain. Okay. Cool. And it doesn't say anything about weapons being a disadvantage, right? Inside the sphere? It's just difficult terrain. Okay, cool. It's just difficult terrain, and the only disadvantage they have is perception checks relying on hearing. Okay, perfect. Um, So the first one's going to attack you, Cuddy, with a short sword. Um, 16. Hit. Right, that's... um, Four points of piercing damage. Uh... I'm just going to reduce that with my reaction. Sure. 
two two whole two, two whole points. Save me. The, you never know. <laughs> yeah. Um, from that distance, and Thrym, who was their target before, moved away. Um, the other three are going to take their wrath upon Cax. That is 19, a 23, and a 14. None of those are affected by being in a storm sphere. Nope. No. Uh. Well, my <laughs> AC is 15. Okay, so two of them. Uh, if that's how many were over 15, yes. Uh, seven total points of piercing as they rolled poopy on their stupid crossbow bolts. Uh, they moved. They are all set. And Thrym! Uh, just out of curiosity, did this one right here go? Oh, fuck me. You are correct. I mean, I shouldn't correct a DM like that because that was dumb <laughs> on my part, but like... Nope, it's single digits. You're fucking good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, yeah, I'm just going to uh, attack the Drider twice. Sure. Alright, so that's going to be a 17 to hit. Uh, hit. It's the AC. And a 27 to hit. That'll hit. Alright, so the first one... Alright, that's 12 points of bludgeoning and 3 points of lightning. And then... The 10 points of bludgeoning and 1 point of lightning. Alright, since this is such a big old massive motherfucker Thrym, describe how you murder this fucking beastie. Oh, okay. Uh, so the first one will come down, and I'll, like, smash off one of its legs, causing it to fall back a little bit, and as it falls back, I'll just come down and take his head off. Fucking like, beautiful. Well, smash his head in, I guess, more than take it off, but, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And cool. he's dead now? He is dead. Okay. Then for my bonus action, Firm will teleport 30 feet to here. Hi, Cax. <laughs> Thrym just blinked into, blinked in next to you. Ah, uh, that'll be my turn. Um, so I'm just looking at your your thing. Is it? Does it say that the effect continues? Uh, yeah. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect on each of your turns as a bonus action. Holy shit! That's yeah. fucking amazing. Dude, these are all really fucking good. Right? And it made so much sense for Thrym to have. <laughs> right, CTP. You TPTP? Okay, and that's the end of your go, sorry? Yep. Cool, I'm not used to all everyone's new tricks yet, so I'm trying to wrap my brain around everybody's shit. Uh, key. Alright. I continue my one-on-one -on -one with this Strider. Bro, I'm rolling like dog poo. Um, 15 is not gonna hit. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, 25 will. Yes, sir. For nine slashing damage. Okay. Is it 
Is it looking like how's the dryer look? Bloody? It's it's looking like more than moderately hurt. All right, then with that hit, I will use the psychic blades. When I hit a creature with my weapon attack, I can expend one bardic inspiration to deal extra psychic damage to the target. Right now, three d six for 10 psychic damage. 10 psychic damage. Yeah, this thing is not looking good at all. I wish I wasn't rolling like ass. That'll be my turn. Cool. Uh, priestesses, no, get the fuck out of me, initiative order. Uh, so with that, brings it to the top of the round, Nyx. First things first, first Nyx is going to pop, use an action to pop a greater healing potion for... 44 boosts, which as an action heals him 20 points. And then he's going to use a bonus action to loose a lightning bolt at the um sorry, at the drow warrior that is at the outermost edge of the storm sphere. Sure, the one next to Cuddy. Right there, right next to Cuddy, and because he's within the storm sphere, I attack with advantage. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that advantage. So 28 to hit. Oh, yeah. The other roll was a natural two. Oh. Yeah. I always forget the damage output. For nine points of lightning damage. Nine points of lightning damage. Another yeah. loud crack of thunder followed immediately by the lightning. Drow falls over dead. Okay. Smoking corpse and all. And I'm actually going to use some movement this time and fall back next to key and that will end my turn cool cutty uh your ears are ringing really fucking loud from the fucking like the thunder a little warning please sorry <laughs> i will uh run to this one who's outside of that gale storm thing uh and use another booming blade attack on him. Um, shit, what was that? 27. Oh, yeah. Jeez, you got Cax's damage output and Thrym's hit uh, probability. Right. And Key's charisma. 34. 34 points of damage. Uh, you come down. This is with your short sword? Yes. You just come down and just immediately go right into the neck and somehow push it down with the extra force of Booming Blade straight into, like, the chest cavity. And you have to, like, take your foot and, like, yank it off as the drow falls to the floor dead. Alright, and... I'll use my bonus action to throw my dagger. Okay. At the uh, the drider there. This one probably likely won't make make it, but we'll see. Oh, actually, twenty three. Twenty three hits. Uh, and that was with uh, yeah, with a sharpshooter. Sharpshooter, yep. Twelve. Twelve points of damage. Not bad. It kind of gets them in the upper shoulder area, and you hear it like roar in pain from that. And that's the end of my turn. Cool. Cax. What's off to the east of me here? Uh, that is uh, up in the air. You see Veyron hovering 
with the Realm Breaker, and there seemed to be, like, circles of, like, some sort of, like, cir- like, almost think like a summoning circle that okay. is, like, rotating around Narbondel. So that's above me. It's above you. Yep, all that area is still clear. Okay, I'm going to drop to here to get a clear line on the Drider. Fire two shots, pack tactics. Hey, Robin. You don't have to add one this time. You fucker. That'll be uh, a 21 and a 25 to hit. They both hit. Okay. First one coming through. Oof, that one sucks. That fucking blows. Uh, so that's... And then second one. That's a bit better. Uh, 23, er, 26 points of damage. 26 points of damage. Cax, tell me how you killed it. Um, dropping underneath the hovering realm breaker, uh, Cax will take a knee before taking just an extra second to to aim for the neck of the drider, finding or firing both arrows where they find their targets, separating the head from the from the rest of the bo- or the the rest of the humanoid body on the drider, yeah. leaving it to slink over, still connected with the spine to the skull, <laughs> basically ripping the meat off of the spine. You hear above you, fifteen feet above you, you hear Veyron, who's like struggling, but like turns his head. That's a hell of a shot. I'm doing my best. And that'll end my turn. Sure. Uh, I'd say it would be the Drider's turn, but um, Drider's are dead. They're gone bye-bye. And uh, brings it to... Let me just take a quick survey to make sure I don't miss any. Yep, my three guys. Um, I'm going to roll for this. Uh, this one, the first, is difficult terrain, so that's ten gets to Thrym, um, and the other guys actually attempt to flee. That's all they're managed to do, and the one next to you, Thrym, you feel like has a severe death wish uh, for uh, 14 to hit. No. Nope. Brave, brave motherfucker. And Thrym, (laughs) as this this little, little tiny midget of a drow, Attempts to attack you. What do you do? Uh, I, I'm gonna hit him back because that's <laughs> that's what Thrym do. That's what that's what we do here. Uh, the first one was a 29 to hit. Yep. And the second one was a 23 to hit. Yes, sir. What's your minimum damage? Ah, <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, 24. 24 is your minimum damage? On two hits, yeah. Dead. <laughs> I have to worry about that. <laughs> Alright. Uh, key. With uh, most of the threats eliminated, and you see a couple of them running away through the obscuring clouds of, of the storm sphere, uh, you see that the Cuddybot army off to there is is almost finished with the entire battalion. There there are corpses everywhere 
piled up all along the road and the sides on the dirt. Um, they're cutty. You probably, uh, through your information, have probably lost about 20% of your cutties. And key. Here you go. I'm going to just walk between Nyx and Gax. And, them. you know, I have the movement speed to go through and, uh, I will heal each of you up to full if I can. Fifteen. All right. Ten. Nick. All right. Next needs twenty-one. Okay. Um. Look, I have to do math. Fuck. Ah. I hate that. It'd be thirty-six. Oh. Really? 15, yeah. 21, and 10? Uh, oh. Did I miscount something? 46. Oh, yeah. 15 and... You two are yeah. 25 alone. Yeah. He needs 46, 46. to do all of us. Okay. I didn't hear John. Well, in that case, so I'm not blowing everything yet, I'll just give everyone an, an extra 5 hit points. Fine. Uh, so where should we go from here? Not going to bother chasing after little foot soldiers. Considering the DM hasn't con- hasn't called for the end of combat. Yeah, I'm going to make this dragged out for fucking forever. No, yeah, if you guys, if you guys are good with it. Oh, I was yeah, going to do some things. I'd say actually, where their where their health pools are at, I I'd say whatever the fuck you want to do to them. We are we are at a point where we can throw some fun flavor in it. Given the range that I have, I I was gonna release a lightning bolt on at least one of them from the storm sphere, but I can't do that twice. Cax Cax doesn't believe in survivors, you know that. I say what six 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 seconds you'd be able to just you know lightning bolt lightning bolt one of them from that. I'd say fuck it. Okay. And then at, maybe I would say like this one over here like survives it for a second and then all of a sudden like a whole bunch of like uh like ar- arrows coming from the cutty army like cut him right down the fucking hail of arrows yeah. <laughs> <for a dude laughs> <with> 2 hp <laughs> we're pretty sure one of them had a red fletching from cax's quiver he will die in the shade <laughs> uh are you, you're probably getting rid of the storm sphere at this point uh, if I am confident that the enemies are dead, I am going to drop Storm Sphere. Sure. Yeah, that guy goes the Cuddy Army. Um, what order are you giving them, Cuddy? No prisoners. <laughs> so they uh, continue. Actually, they're now going through the 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 wounded, and you just see them like coup de grâing, like the ones that are still moving. And they seem to be pretty occupied with that. As behind you, a little little battered, uh, two very familiar allies and, and two strangers. Oh, and there's a, a god hovering in the air, like 20 feet. No big deal. Yeah, NBD. <laughs> so I'll, look, I'll just like look up at him. That's normal. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine, right? Yes. Cutting. Yeah, well, I'm not sure anything's fine anymore. 
Go back it's and... better than fine. It's good. Nix, is this, is this the same spider hell we were in before? Uh, yeah, it's just a different part. Fun. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> this is not the same spider hell. This is the mushroom hell. This is still on the planet you're used to. It's just under the ground. I, I don't know what I hated more. Spider hell or mushroom hell? Or real you seem, hell? You seemed to hate the mushroom hell pretty hard. It was weird. Anyway, Kax, this is Cuddy. This is the automaton we kept telling you about. Key, you know, introductions all around. Cuddy, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> I had things to take care of. It's been months. We've been trying to initiate a war, and you disappeared with some druid. What the fuck? Did I not show up at the perfect moment? What more could you ask for? I mean, you really think you were going to win this without my men? <laughs> not only does he have a point, we both told him that he should go follow what he was doing. Friendly pleasantries at best. You guys need to learn how to be better with bows. Half their shots missed. Hex <laughs> uh -huh. is gonna go try to pick up as many of his arrows as he can. Oh, you can you can pick up as many fucking arrows as you want. There is they're everywhere. All right, There's literally a twenty foot spear of arrows all littered all over the ground. Yeah, but Cax wants head. his arrows. They're special. <laughs> they have red fletchings. Oh yeah, you're able to. You get them from the Kmart. Yeah, from the Caxmart. Yeah, so, it's the Kmart. So <laughs> I I know you guys remember me as the all-knowing and wise automaton. Um, but what's the plan here? I, I just I just received a directive to arrive with my men. But... They run... We're summoning Lolth. What? And we're, yeah, we're Veron is using the Realm Breaker. See the glowy thing he's got spinning in his hand? He's going to use that to bring Lolth to the material plane and make her mortal so that we can kill the bitch. You can and, do that? Uh, well, apparently the Realm Breaker can. Yeah, so basically summon spider bitch, kill spider bitch. That's a tall order. You said it was yeah. it was Cuddy, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, I'm just as confused as you are in this. I'm this is the first time I'm hearing it too. Well, the game plan sounds simple, but the details hmm. are questionable. But I'll believe you. I mean, we're at we're here. Oh, before I'm I here. forget. Before I forget, Rungle says hi. I miss that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, this is going on. Nix is actually going to turn to Key and be like, hey, do you have do you have any way to like heal me up a little bit more? I don't want to use up my magic right now. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. I've got, it, it, I've got something. I'll put another. Uh, no, don't use your magic. Into, That's uh, Nix. Bad. Stop. <laughs> 
Nope. Does he still do it? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Hax is sitting on potions for healing, like that he will never use. If he doesn't want them, he can hand them over. Uh, how you much... gave them to me. They're gifts. That's why he'll never use them. Yeah. Uh, how much do you heal me for? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Oh, one below max. But that's fine. Should have rolled higher. You get roll. I could decide how much. You have to keep at least some scars so that you don't look like a fresh little baby you boy. You know full well that Nyx only <laughs> keeps one set of scars. So I'm, I'll now turn to Cax, who has been screaming at my ankles while this is happening. At his ankles. Yeah. What What God, did you God. have, Cax? <laughs> the gifts. The, the gifts. And he's going to reach into his bag and pull out three potions of healing and a greater healing potion. And go, yeah, the gifts. Do you not want these? Well, you said that they're for healing. Yeah. Yeah. Not for healing me. Yes, for healing yourself. The point was to keep you alive. I'm not the one that's bleeding. I'm not bleeding anymore. Well, that's because Key helped you. Yeah, because Key helped me. I could have done it myself, but I need to reserve my magic for the upcoming battle with the spider bitch. He has magic too. Yeah, but his magic is for healing. He doesn't do anything else with it. Look, if you don't want the potions, I'll take them. You can't you can't give me gifts and then take the gifts back. That's mean. You can re-gift them back to me if you want. Or stick them in your pocket and never touch them. I'd rather them be in the hands of someone who's actually going to use them. Hey Cuddy, do you have any healing potions? <laughs> oh gosh. This, this is this is meta. <laughs> um, the answer I think I'm looking for is is yes. Is it a good healing potion? No. <laughs> Probably Does expired anyone... by now. Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone else need <laughs> healing potions? Um. Oh, actually, no. I don't even have one. I don't think. Hold on. I swear I did. After using one of uh. After using one of mine, Nyx is down to one greater, and that's it. Actually, you know what? I, in this moment, I'm just going to drink mine because it doesn't even matter. Nice 2d4 plus 2. If you're taking an action to drink it, you get full. Oh. That's, yeah. the, that's the rules we play with. If you use an action to take a potion, you get full. If you use a bonus action, you have to roll. I will take the full then. And. Congratulations. A solid 10 points. I mean, if I were to quantify my health in some way, I don't know. 10 feels about right. You're you're sapping pretty hard. You're you're sapping pretty hard, aren't you? I'm juiced. (laughs) Um, Cuddy, in your head, you almost receive another like jolt of information and you you recognize it in your brain as a whisper in a feminine voice saying she's coming and oh i think it's almost time boys as you say that you all hear this like 
when when the spell when the realm breaker was beginning to gather energy it like had like a whine and a hum to it you begin to hear that except it's like amplified because you now all hear this like vibration slash audible noise coming from the entire spire of Narbandel. As you notice that the Realm Breaker has like separated almost where the orbs are like kind of increasing their radius and spinning rapidly. And you're hearing almost like this like grunt coming from Veyron as he seems to just be pouring his own energy into this reaction. And he, he grunts back over to you. I think yeah, she's coming. Be careful. And as he grunts that out, um, I guess if I were to expand my map out to where I don't have it, um, where you guys are located here, um, probably, yeah, like, this area right here, about, what, is that like 35, 40 feet away? A... A white line just kind of appears in the air and goes down vertically about 40 feet up and comes all the way to the ground. And suddenly it opens up like a crack in the universe. And as it opens up, it's like these spider webs that are beginning to be ripped open and right inside coming straight out flanked by two, as you recognize them, Yaklal is a Drider-esque figure, a little taller than Thrym, so think 18, 20 feet tall. A little? That's twice his height. He's eight feet tall. He, he's, he's, he's a little boy. I'm thinking fucking Bjorn. Uh, this Drider-esque figure, except in this giant body of a female drow, uh, Lolf, is arguably the most beautiful creature any of you have ever laid eyes on above the waist. As the typical drider spider form, except this time bloated and disgusting, but also very chitinous, appear to have lots of like plated armor organically all over this. You see four large scabbards across four arms that she reaches back for and puts her hands around. And the presence of her coming out of this portal physically pushes everyone back a few inches. You all being used to how Veyron feels and how, for you, Cuddy, how Sehenin Moonbow felt when you felt her presence, this magical aura, the power given off, is physically pushing you guys back, and you haven't even felt that from either of the two gods you guys have encountered. Even Veyron, as you notice, Nyx, as you're staring daggers at her, look up at Veyron, he actually seems to float back a little bit from her presence coming into the Prime Material Realm. The two Yakulals next to her spread out a little bit. Their eight-foot-tall form, melting wax, yellow, disgusting viscous as it builds back up again. A singular creepy, beady eye is just darting between all of the different targets it has in front of us. And with that, 1231, we will take our break. Right. And we are back. 
Veyron, 20 feet above you, charging up the Realm Breaker to deliver a massive blow to Lol as she appears, ripping into the Prime Material Realm with a portal looking as if a spider web was being ripped apart. She takes her hands off of the scimitars, all four of her hands, and almost crosses them and cocks her head, staring directly at Veyron. The wine from Narbendel is, you almost feel the ground shaking from the vibrations and noise taking place uh, within the Realm Breaker and Narbendel. And forgive my awful Loth voice, but you hear her cackle. Well, why haven't you used it yet? She says with this smirk on her deceptively beautiful face. And Veyron's expression, he kind of, he has his arms out like this as he's trying to channel it, and his arms kind of droop a little bit. And then they redouble their effort, and you just hear her begin to cackle. Oh, you insolent fool, I will make sure I made sure it will never work again after I used it last time. All that's left is for you and your pathetic little followers to die. And you shush, you hear Veyron with a normally very calm and collected presence shout. Come on! And he just continues to scream loudly as she begins to laugh. And... As that's happening, you all kind of give each other very concerned glances. And suddenly, you don't hear the laughter anymore. You don't feel the vibrations anymore. Veyron is hovering perfectly still. In fact, all of you are frozen in place. Except for your eyes. Huddy. All of a sudden, you feel like you're, maybe your body is having a malfunction. You're not able to move any of your limbs. And suddenly, there is a presence next to you. And out of your peripheral, his arms crossed is a man wearing a pure white outfit. As dapper as yours with a kind of male pattern baldness face and a cocksure look. And he turns towards you and looks you over. Interesting. Oh, you're Cuddy. I don't think I've ever met you. Well, you got some heft to you. Good, good for you. And you feel the pat on your shoulder. You still can't move, however. And this being begins to walk amongst your allies. Ah. Uh, and he looks over at you, Nyx. You see, she changed the game. It appears you were missing one piece after all. Oh, no. This is... That's not fair. This is playing dirty. I can... see it. Right there, inside of her. 
What do you think, Nyx? Shrapnel from when it blew up in the first place? Maybe she just shoved it in there and left it for a cold, rainy day? Hmm. Not fair to you. Not fair to you at all. You all witness, Cuddy, you witness this humanoid effortlessly glide up into the air and meet up with Walt, who seems to be frozen in time uh, in a laughing gesture. He takes his hand and plunges it into her chest. Expecting there to be some sort of viscera, nothing. There's as if he's reaching through her. And suddenly he pulls something out that you all can't see. You just see him hold his hand out to himself and looks down upon it. He turns himself around. He seems to be holding what looks to be a, a small cube, almost one inch by one inch as he gets closer to you. Ah, you see, just one tiny piece of that little cube was missing. Strange this didn't blow up or have feedback or something or another. Hmm. What do you think? Should I maybe put it back where it belongs? See what happens? He then floats up to where Veyron is holding frozen still the cube itself that had been rotating so rapidly acting as if it was a Rubrics cube with constantly shifting cubes. He takes that and it's, he seems to almost place it inside, somewhere where you weren't ever able to see. He comes back down. Uh, you won't have much time after this, I assure you. This is probably going to piss my people right off. I'm gonna hold them at bay. But you, see, you're so close. I just wanted to see, maybe I could level the playing field a little bit, maybe. Well, good luck, uh, well, my friends. He snaps his fingers and disappears. Suddenly time is back to normal. The laughter erupts. The vibrations now increase to what now feels like a small earthquake coming from Narbadel. Narbadel immediately begins to light up, and suddenly the laughter of Lolf is overwhelmed by the laughter of Veyron as the Realm Breaker expands, flies to the top of Narbadel, and sits atop its peak. Suddenly, Narbadel itself begins to glow brightly, and cracks begin to appear in front of it. Lolf stops laughing. You hear from her above everything else, What is this trickery? You can't do anything with it! Suddenly, a deafening crack can be heard as a vertical gash, larger than the other ones, rise up its length and begin to shout, shatter. Veyron shouts louder than you've ever felt before, as if magic is pr producing more of a loud scream. Let's see how long you last now, mother. Blinding light and vibrating pulses engulf everyone. The brightness is overwhelming. Just as if you were being teleported in darkness, now light takes its place. All my people with sunlight sensitivity are having a really hard time with this, even as you close your eyes. 
you all appear in different spots suddenly. There seems to be one source of light up in the sky now. It's not enough to trigger any sort of sunlight sensitivity, but it's illuminating the area around you. Suddenly, Narbendel is shattered in pieces. A large piece of the obelisk had fallen over to what would be the north. But that's it. There should be more pieces around you. And as you look around, you can't even see any of the city of Menzo Berenzin. You do, however, see something shimmer in the air. A faintly glowing bubble can be seen around the area you're in. None of you are in the spot you were before. It seems whatever magic had activated and twisted altered people's positions to certain spots. The area you're in, now that you notice, you actually do see some of the peaks of the burning great houses of Menzo Berenzin on fire. You see the tops. You look around, you can actually see stalactites hanging from the ceiling. You have been lifted into the air. You also see bolts of energy and some sort of realm tearing, you could assume, is happening all around this. Bright lights are emanating from these rips into the air around you, giving multicolored uh, spectrums all around. That source of light, light hanging outside is the being that you now know as Locutus. Smiling smugly, arms crossed, hands out as if, here you are. Veyron is standing next to him, and Veyron is shouting, but no noise is coming through. Nyx, you can actually see what Veyron is saying, saying, what the hell did you do? What the hell did you do? And he begins to grab a hold of Lacutus, but he begins to look like he's shaking him, but Lacutus is not budging. Standing atop the broken piece of Narbendel in front of you, Lolf stands there, not as tall as she was before, and her two minions seem to brace for a combat. Lolf looks at her four hands and growls. She looks up straight at you, Nyx. You will pay for this treachery. And despite all of that, Cax isn't surprised. Yeah, Cax is just like, <laughs> you know, I've fucking seen everything now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, uh, been quite the journey. This one, this one caught me by surprise. <laughs> Didn't see this happening. <laughs> Alright, that's everyone, right? Yes! Alright, my dudes, roll some initiative and we'll figure out where everyone lies. That's more like a Nyx initiative. And that's more like a Thrym initiative. This does not feel like a cutty initiative. <laughs> Ooh. Alright, I'm assuming Cuddy has the higher dex modifier. Five? Yeah. I'll put you at uh, 13 just to not confuse it with Nix's. Oh, and the key freaking rolls 13. I'm gonna put you at 11. No, wait, no. Yeah, put me back All at right. 12. Nah, I can do this. I'm just gonna adjust key to 14 then. You fucking guys. You fucking guys. Oh, guys. Last. All right. Don't worry. My I made sure that mine was higher. All right. Uh, Nyx, what'd you roll? 12. Cuddy. 
Well, I guess 13 now. 13. <laughs> Cax. It was a 12. Cax? Cax. 21. Grim. 15. And Key. 14. <laughs> All right. You motherfuckers. At the top of the initiative order, a layer action occurs, even though we're technically not in a layer. Suddenly coming from her herself, there seems to be a black filament that immediately engulfs the entire platform you're on, coming from her legs that just spreads out. And it looks like a combination between spider webs, but it has the organic composite of like what looks like veins underneath skin. And it engulfs the entire arena you guys are in, and everywhere is considered difficult terrain. Ugh. Disgusting. Um, and that brings it right to Cax's turn. So that, to me, doesn't sound like... Uh... It doesn't sound like that's a turn. Correct? What's that? Like, she didn't have a turn that was the nope. layer's turn? Nope. Yeah, at the top of uh, the initiative order, I have okay. uh, layer actions prepared. Cool. Well, in that case, uh, get fucked, spider bitch. Uh, using I, that... assassinate... Hey, to... Robin, could that be the uh, name of the episode right there? Get fucked, spider bitch? Yeah. No. Well, put it, I, put it in consideration. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I get advantage on this because she hasn't taken a turn. That's right. And heirs of the forge. Yeah, get fucked, spider bitch. <laughs> um, that'll be yikes, a twenty-nine and a dirty twenty. Yeah, those both hit. Okay, here comes the fun part. Let's do force damage first for both of these. Okay. Uh, she'll be taking three force damage. Oh, baby. Yeah. So tally that initially, and I'm running through piercing now. Sure. Uh, 28. 28 piercing, so 31 total. Three of it being force. All right. So as you land your first two shots, you're almost expecting coming from what is colloquially known as a god, or goddess in this case, you would have expected these to not do very much. But suddenly, the they one of them pierces a leg, and the other one kind of like is like lower abdomen. And you're surprised when those arrows actually stick in her body. You expected them to just kind of bounce like hopelessly off. But pretty much a confirmation. It seems like the Realm Breaker is doing its job. And uh, she took some damage from that. You see, like, a black, viscous blood begin to pour out of those two wounds. Alright, with my bonus action, I'm going to down my Potion of Invisibility. And I'm going to make eye contact with her, invisible, mm -hmm. and shift position to its difficult terrain so to here does it look like she follows me with her eyes as uh, i move 
as you take that shot, she like registers where it comes from, looking at the little tiny kobold insect in front of her. Um, and she cocks her head to the side a little bit, but you can see her eyes are following you. As I'm invisible. Yes. Fun. Okay. That'll end my turn. Cool. Thrim. Yeah. If I was to move... be 30 feet... Well, 15 feet, 30 feet... to here... Would I be able to catch all three in a 30-foot cone? Let go. Cone... If I recall correctly, it'd be that... That... You said 30-foot cone? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Alright. We need to fucking do the little diagram. Alright, I'm going to... Hold out, uh... Thunder, and the little middle finger's gonna come out, and cast Rhymes Binding Ice. So all three of them need to make Constitution Saving Throws. DC 12. Constitution Saving Throw. I'll do the Yawk Walls first. Uh, one Constitution, you said? Yep. I'm sorry, that is uh, a 16 and a natural 20 on the Yawk Walls. They succeed. And Lolf uh, is a 25. Well, that one fails. <laughs> that one! Well, they'll take half damage anyway. Well, okay. actually, that's pretty decent. Uh, 8 and 7 is 15 plus 6. So 21 in total halved. Uh, so 10 points of cold damage. Sure. Alright, that'll be my turn. Okay. Oh. Oh no, I can't do that this turn. So, yep. Alright. So, Lol. With her eyes on you, uh, Cax, uh, Nyx, you see her intently uh, looking to your right um, as she begins her way over to Nyx, or I'm sorry, Cax. And as she gets there, she. Uh, has um, four scimitars in each hand. I'm sorry, four scimitars total, one in each hand. Uh, important difference. Um, and Nyx, as you expect her to come crashing down all four upon Cax, you hear a hiss come for, come for her as two of them come down on Cax, and then two of them do horizontal slashes towards you. And she's currently, like, looking at you, Nyx. So these do do do. Uh, we'll do Cax's first. That is a sixteen and a twenty-one. Yep. Both both hit. Yep. Okay. That is. 21 points of slashing damage with the two scimitars. And the two attacks against you, Nyx. Um, a 19 and a 23. Uh, I'm going to cast shield to sure. block the 19. Okay. But the 23 will still hit. Okay. 
And that is, with one of the attacks, 18 points of slashing damage. Uh, you feel the scimitars almost burn into you. The wounds themselves feel almost worse than they look. As if these weapons themselves were made out of pure spite. And she is going to... I actually remembered them this time, which is kind of fucking nice. Okay, never mind. Uh, that is the end of her turn. My apologies. Key! Alright. Well, I am going... So you said it's difficult terrain, so half movement speed? Yes. Alright. One, two, three... I am going to down my Potion of Heroism. Ooh, baby! Which gives me the effect of the Bless spell and 10 temporary hit points for an hour. And I am going to look at her. And I am going to pull out Feather's Barb and throw it down between us. <laughs> okay. No, we're just going to throw it down. You have to make a saving throw. Charisma right. saving throw. Charisma saving throw. Uh, 16. Not enough to beat my DC. 17. All right. So, yeah, you have to attack me on the next turn. Okay. Um, how do we how do we phrase that, by the way? Uh, thing? Uh, it says uh, you succeed on a charisma... Well, a charisma saving throw of 10 plus charisma mod. So I guess the DC is 15. I guess you pass. Fuck. Uh, okay. I was just for for the sake of that. It's at the, uh, her next turn. It would have been. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Would've just would have would have been. <laughs> okay. Cool. So she sees you do that, and she just almost like she hears something like metallic hit the ground near her. Um, and she doesn't seem to pay attention at all. Tried. Tried. <laughs> See you in a year ago? Yeah. Cuddy. So before I move, oops. Uh, before I move, I'll cast Major Armor on myself. I. And then I'll use my, um, my bonus action to. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, use the ability of this Sash of the Lunar Goddess. So, okay. So describe what happens with that. Um, so as I'm like running up, I think I'll just like pull off this sash that I have wrapped around my my waist and just like just go all Rambo and just like tie it to my forehead as it begins to glow. Um and then I guess it's not until the start of the next turn that the effect happens, so mm -hmm. we'll wait for that. Sure. And that's the end of my turn. Okie doke. Nyx. Alright, how much of this is playable field? Um, essentially everything that looks like the um the ground um from the previous map. Okay, so everything else that's lightning -y Yeah, it's yeah, you you guys are what you would probably assume is at least like a couple, like 100, 100 or 150 feet in the air. Okay. Um, all right, I'm going to burn two sorcery points to cast Thunderstep as a bonus action. 
She needs to make a con save. Sure. DC is 16. Con save. Uh, she got a 12. So fails. So fails. She takes 3d10 thunder damage. One is cocked. Wow. For absolute shit. Five points of thunder damage. Okay. As I teleport to the opposite side of the field. Um, and I'm going to cast Bane as an action on all three of the enemies. Both Lothlals, Yaklals, and Loth. However, I am going to burn three sorcery points for heightened spell inflicting disadvantage on Loth. She needs to make charisma. They all need to make charisma saving throws or be banned. And Loth is at disadvantage. Yaklals. Charisma, you said, my friend? Yes. Alright. First, Yaklal got a 10, the the one on the left got a 10, and the one on the right got a 16. Uh, meets it, beats it, so the one on the left is baned, the one on the right is not. Uh, and then Lol. Uh, charisma saving throw of 24. Well, fuck. At disadvantage? Yes. Fuck you. <laughs> She has a bitch. She, she she does she does have uh some pretty gnarly uh saving throws. Yeah, whatever. All right, so I got one of the yaw claws. All right, uh, that will end my turn for now. Cool. All right, having faced these before through uh, four of you, um, you know these are nothing to be trifled with. Where the fuck is it? Think. Uh, the one the one that's baned is going to reach out towards you, Cuddy, and you begin to hear whispers, and you first your first thought is more from uh, the Lunar Goddess. However, uh, this is something that sounds like a combination of, like, uh, a dirty drain being emptied and, like, a heavy metal screamo concert. As something begins to whisper in your head, um, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, DC 17. Oh, that's a fail. All right, you Jeez. are you are dominated by uh, the baned uh, Yaklal. And this is a... Wait, I thought Loth was the dummy mommy. Technically, she's a goth dummy mommy, but that's a technicality. That just makes it better. It does. All right, I'm just... Uh, each time... So what'll happen is you have to... During your turn, Cuddy, you have to follow the directions. Um, each time you take damage, you can make a new wisdom saving throw against the spell. And if it succeeds, the spell ends. That is not a concentration spell from the Aqualaw. So let me just throw a little icon on you. What is never? There we go. We'll do that one. Fuck it. I'm never. I never do the same ones twice. I'm a fucking weirdo. Um, and the one on the right uh, uses its action, and I'm gonna have to go scour something because apparently I forgot it. The one on the right is gonna use its action to transform into a giant spider. So I will do that. 
while and it's gonna grow to this just for my own sake um and with that it's not gonna move at all um so that brings it to cax your go cax is going to cutting action disengage because she can see me at least i believe she can is she still looking at me as i move uh, she, she's not looking directly at you, but you can tell her body language when you went, uh, when you went over to that area, like, tensed up, like she was expecting you to attack. Okay. Um, I pack tactics, because ally's still uh, within five feet. Actually, Cuddy is not considered an ally right now. He's not considered just a dominated ally? He's technically considered an enemy, right? Because he's under the control of an enemy, he would technically be an enemy right now. But I don't know that Cax would know that, so it's an interesting contradiction. It is. Pack tactics wouldn't go off, necessarily. Well, pack tactics is kind of a state of mind. You see one of your allies nearby, and... Yeah, but it's also you have advantage on an attack roll against a creature if at least one of your allies is within five feet of the creature and the ally isn't incapacitated. Yeah, I would argue dominate probably for probably Axis incapacitated. Like, I'm unable to do anything on my own. So if I declare the attack on... Here's on the uh, cutting person spell thing in its fullness. If you if you want on cutting, hang on, let me read this. Okay, so here's a fun thing. If I declare the attack on Cuddy, because Cuddy's an enemy, but Cuddy is also Lolf's enemy, and the enemy of my enemy is my friend, would she be considered an ally? Anyway, I'm I'm attacking twice at Lolf. Okay, hold on one moment. Okay, so I take that back then. Um, the last two sentences of this. It is not... It, it's it's called innate spellcasting is the thing for it. It can naturally cast this, but it's still casted at a certain level, correct? Yeah, innate spellcasting. You're still casting those spells at yep, their base at level. At a certain level. So actually... Um, because of the higher levels thing, right? When you cast a spell using a sixth level, the duration is concentrate. Oh, okay, so it's just concentration up to that. Hold on, we should look up dominate person in the cleric spell list. I just want to make sure it's because on mine it doesn't say concentration. It just it says duration up to one minute. Because on the cleric one. Right, I'm sorry, bard, sorcerers, and wizards can cast this, but it says duration concentration. But if you were to look up... Uh, yeah, so it's a concentration spell for a minute. If there's some, like, wording that's potentially a little funky here. Actually, no. It seems like the best bang for your buck would be going 6th level, because then you get 10 times more. Yeah, I'm looking at the Yaklal spell. It says innate spell casting. It can at will 
do a couple of spells, and then once a day can cast Dominate Person. Yeah, but if need spell casting, they can't cast at higher level. They can't cast at a higher level? No. But then, alright. So, because oh. I'm, I'm getting mixed things about if it's a con- like if it's a creature, if it's concentration or not. But I mean, if, it, if a player casts it with concentration, it makes sense that the monster casts it with concentration, too. Yeah, they would cast the spell as it's written. Yeah. One thing I will say, it wouldn't be incapacitated because it does say the creature is charmed and charmed is also a condition. Ooh, you're right. Okay, so... What's the charmed condition say? Um, a charmed creature can attack the charmer or a target that the charmer with... or target the charmer with harmful ability or magical effects... And the Charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. Okay. But nothing about that stuff. No. Alright, so first thing, uh, I will I will rule that the Dominate Persian is a concentration spell. Um, so now, though, and I guess we'll just do group consensus on this, is Cuddy considered an ally for Pactac safe, even though he's in a condition... But not technically. Hostile. He's in a condition to follow the orders of the Yawclaw. It doesn't necessarily make him the Yawclaw's ally. That's true. Yeah, I, I, it's hmm. pack tactics. Almost sounds like it. It's hinging on me being involved. To like provide, like yeah, like to provide interference and. Well, I mean, if you, you look at pack tactics as far as like the wolves go it's just they're all part of a pack so working together and i can't work together that's fair mm-hmm. if you look at it as written it just mentions incapacitated allies so yeah. i would say that cuddy's still an ally and then he's not incapacitated he's charmed yeah, but, I mean, she probably doesn't necessarily know that it was effective either. That's true. She would still be expecting an attack from Cuddy. Okay. Anybody else have any? I mean, as far as Cax is concerned, Cuddy's still an ally. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's very true. So he would Cax fire under the know. assumption. Cax wouldn't know that Cuddy's been charmed. Yeah. So am I rolling two more dice? Yeah, fuck it. Fucking rules. Are oh, really weird. You just guaranteed that I hit, so... Uh, that'll be 26 and, ni- and 29. 26 Excuse and 29. Me. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. 25 and 28. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're all set with both those. Okay. Okay, so that'll be 25 piercing... Actually, okay. give me Actually. I have to make a concentration check. You're not hidden from her. Doesn't matter. It While you are hidden or invisible, I am still invisible, but it doesn't specify that they can't see me while I'm invisible. Uh, she has... Okay, so for the sake of that, uh, she has true sight. Yeah, I kind so of assume that. So, the creature with true sight can, out to a specific range, see in normal and magical darkness, see invisible creatures and objects, automatically detect visual, 
illusions and see in saving throws against them. Perceives the original form of a shape changer. A creature is transformed by magic. Furthermore, the creature can see into the ethereal plane. Snapping so whisper in half she... once his campaign's over. <laughs> um, that'll be 25 points of piercing, 8 points of force. Okay. And that'll end my turn. Cool. Thram! So Thram is going to move 20 feet to there. And then he's going to cast another spell. Ah, uh, so... This one's going to be basically a flamethrower as he casts Agonizer Scorcher in a 30-foot line. So that should hit both Yawclaws. Just. Yeah, let me re-measure. Re I think yeah, that was 30 feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah right. that big chunk of Narbendel is kind of like sunken into the ground. You can see over it, so okay. you, don't, you, don't, you don't lose line of sight over that guy over there. Alright, so yeah, they both need to make dexterity saving throws. Okay. My yawk lollies. Dexterity 19 on the one in the back. I'm just going left to right. And the one in front of you that is currently a spider uh, got a 7, so he fails. Okay. That nah, wouldn't matter even if you did roll the bane on the one in the back. Alright, so the one in front that failed takes... Uh, 18 points of fire damage, and the one in the back takes 9. Okay. And then for my bonus action, I'm Good going question. to... Um, for one, did uh, has Thrym's rage dropped in that time? Yeah. yeah. Last battle in this battle? Oh, yeah. All right. Then follow-up question just for future knowledge. Your path of wild magic, does it still allow you to cast spells while raging? No. That's dumb. I know. Right? <laughs> you think the whole point of it is so you can cast spells. At least cantrips, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so for my bonus action, I'm going to... Uh, uh, act, um, I can't activate Thunder's Lightning because that's a spell and I just cast a spell. So I'm going to coat my weapon in magic. I mean, in magic. In uh, poison. Okay. And then I'm going to action surge... And then for my bonus action, I'm going to activate Thunder's Lightning. And uh, so am I within five feet of this dude in front of me or do I have to move closer? Yep. Yeah. No, you're, you're I thought, just in range. That's what I thought. All right. So I'm going to hit him twice. Sure. Uh, 26. 26 hits. And a 25. 25 hits. All right. All right. So, oh, he needs to make a constitution saving throw 14 with disadvantage for the poison if he can be poisoned. Uh, he cannot be poisoned. I, I thought maybe, but it was worth a shot. <laughs> it's worth a shot. <laughs> All right. All right. So the, for the first hit, that's going to be... 14 bludgeoning and one lightning. Okay. And then 17 bludgeoning and three lightning. Not bad. And yeah, good. that'll be Thrym's turn. That's a good chunk. Uh, did the Yaklo in the back roll her con save for her dominate person? 
Oh, she took some damage. I'm assuming it's the 10 or higher? Yeah, 10 or higher. Hey, Robin, uh, mark, mark down another natural one on that. <laughs> <laughs> Cuddy, uh, you get your consciousness gifted back to you. Ooh. That spelled it just enough. <laughs> that good fucking call on that. All right, who do we got? All right. Oh, we were at the top of the round. Let me for the layer action. It is still uh, the floor continues to be sticky in this difficult terrain. My apologies. I should probably make a token to remind me of the layer action. But that's neither here nor there. All right, where's she at? Um. All right, she's just gonna continue to truck around um she spins around and sees this curious little automaton uh near her and will unfortunately get the wrath of four attacks from her scimitars uh two of them are single digits get rid of those um she got a Natural 19 with her is a crit. And a 24, Cuddy. One of them's a crit and the other one's not? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, they're both going to hit me. Okay. Because you're, oh yeah, you're 18, right, for your AC? Yeah. With the mage armor? Okay. Alright, so the first one is a 35 which is the I'm, crit I'm going to use my reaction to half that <laughs> okay <laughs> perfect time to do that so 17 points of damage and then the next one uh, will hit you for uh, 22 points of damage alright holy moly yeah that was a good time to use that We'll move. Um, what the fuck is her thing? See, this isn't nearly as complicated as that other fight I did, but it's still, like, all over the place. Okay, I just need to double check something. So, as she hit you with an attack, Cuddy, um, th it seemed to have really disoriented you, and she begins to move out of your uh, range, and it does not. Uh, you don't seem to have enough reaction time to attack her. Uh, A.K.A. you do not get an attack of opportunity against her. Um, she will move uh, with intent what looked to be towards uh, you three and end her turn. He. Alright. I will use my bonus action for Vow of Enmity on law. Uh, 26 to hit. 26 to hit? Hits. Alright. I swear I use a different icon every time. For 9 slashing damage on the first one. Okay. And a 24 hits. Ah, uh, yes. For another 9 slashing damage, but I'll pair it with a level 1 divine smite. 
Hey. For an extra 12 radiant damage. Okay. So that's a total of... 18 plus 12, 30 damage. 12 radiant, 18 slash. Hey, okay. Okay. And... Not sure I got much else as a bonus action. Oh, I already used my bonus action. Alright, yeah, that's my turn. Okay. At the end of your turn, Key, uh, she is going to retaliate against you and use one of her legendary actions to make a single melee attack against you. Uh, she rolled a natural 20. That doesn't work, but okay. That's not ideal. Uh, that is tw <laughs> 28 points of slashing damage. Okay. Um, uh, next up is Cuddy. Okay. Um, the effect should happen from my sash. It's my little ramp Rambo sash uh, will give everyone 13 uh, temporary hit points. Oh, that's nice. So everyone Neat. has to keep everyone has to keep track of their temporary hit points on this. Yeah, that's fine. So if you guys get so um, if you get temporary hit points added onto this or if something happens with that, uh, your highest point total is what sticks. So that they won't, uh, they don't stack. Yeah. Because I know we don't normally go into temporary hit point territory. So I can't add that 13 to my 10 for the bless spell? Uh, no, but uh, but you're, but it boosts you now to 13. Oh, Because it's bigger than the 10, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll use my movement. And yeah, we'll do a, a booming blade. Twenty nine. Twenty nine hits, yes. All right, so that'll be uh, eight thunder damage and twenty seven piercing. Oh my goodness! Okay move, and then I'll use my uh, bonus action panache, panache. Panache? Um, so it's a an opposed, so my persuasion versus their insight. Uh, and if I, if I win, um, then they get disadvantage if they attack anyone but me for a minute. Okay, and this is uh, saving? No, no, it's just a skill check, right? Does yeah, Bane it's, it's opposed, apply for so. a skill check too, or is it just attack roll and saving throws? Uh, that's a good question. Whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes an attack roll or a saving throw. Yeah, it's attacks and, and saving throws. It's not checks. Not skill check. Okay, so you said insight, Cuddy? Yep. Uh, 27? Oh yeah, no, that's... Nope. They failed that miserably. No disadvantage on others besides you? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, and it also has the booming blade effect on it, so on it right now. Sure. So if it moves, it gets triggered? Yep. Cool. And that's the end of my turn. All right. Nyx. Uh, real quick. Didn't Key take damage from Lolth? 
Yeah. So your 10 temporary hit points would have been gone already? Yeah. Okay. So yours were gone and then they got replaced with 13. Yep. Alright. So you can see Nyx take Shadowfell in both hands and hold it above his head. The shadows around him will kind of gather as his image begins to blur. I'm going to use two sorcery points to cast a mirror image as a bonus action. And then as he brings the sword down, you're going to see the little arc, the little arc of lightning inside the sword grow brighter and brighter as he releases chain lightning on all three enemies. All three need to make a deck save. Okay. I'll do an order. I'm assuming you're doing Lolf, the spider Yakalal, and the regular Yakalal. All three enemies, they are all within range of this. Yep. Alright, I'll do I'll do it down the chain first, so I'll hit up Lolf. It's a Dex. Dex save, your DC is 16. Okay, she got a dirty 20. Okay. Spider Yakalal got a 25. Okay. And then the and, last Yakalal has Bane on it. And has Bane on it. And... Yep, drops it to single digits. Okay. So the last Yakalaw is going to take full damage on this. This is 10d8. <laughs> so give me a minute. Yeah. For 40 points of lightning damage. Oh, good. That's a nice round number for me to subtract from shit. Yes. Yay. <laughs> and that will end my turn. All right. Brings you to my, my creepy little Yaklaws. That one, as well, is going to take its action to transform the one in front of Cuddy. is going to transform into a giant spider. It stays right where it is, and it will... Actually, that's its attack. So that's its turn. Um, giant spider near Euthrim is going to uh, bite you twice. They get a little bites. One's a natural one, for the record. And the other one is just a 15. Both miss. Alright, they are staying right where they are. Cax, top of the round. Hold on one momento. Layer action. Um, the floor continues to be difficult terrain. Two shots at Wolf. You know, this entire time that I've been a champion fighter, I still haven't rolled a fucking 19. Wait, that's not true. I've rolled a 19 one time. I roll more 20s than I do 19s. That being <laughs> said, that'll be a 30 to hit and a yeah. 29 to hit. Those are, those are pretty good. Those will hit. Okay, so that'll be... Absolute shit for force damage. Okay, that'll be... 3 force, 22 piercing. And then I'm going to... Action Surge. And do it again. 
two more shots. Regular arrows, because I'm out of arrows of the forge. There we fucking go. 19 crit. And a 28. Yes, sir. Give me that and damage. That is exactly why I fucking saved my, uh, my sneak attack for my action surge. Hoping for a fucking crit. Okay, so that'll be 44 more points of piercing. Awesome. Yep. For a grand total of 69 damage this turn. From nice. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're staying right where you are, Kax. Yeah. Uh... My invisibility drop. Okay. Um, at the end of Cax's turn, uh, Loth is going to take one of her legendary actions to swing at the rim for a dirty 20. Yep, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, that is uh, 20 points of slashing damage, the rim. Alright, I am going to use uh, the new thing in Thunder where I can roll 2d8 and take away that damage. I can do that twice a day. Believe that's what the extra thing Thunder did was. Forget exactly what you called it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the something... What's the gave... special power you gave Thunder? Oh, you tell me! I'm looking for it. I have it written <laughs> down. Hold on. Yeah, I think it's like whenever you take damage. Yeah, it's a certain I can... amount of times per long rest. I believe it's twice, and I can use my reaction to do that. Yeah, that was recent, right? Yeah, it was uh, right before we headed to Silvery. I took a screenshot, but I can't find it in my gallery anywhere. Oh no, wasn't that before you went into Rescue Bjorn, right? Yeah. I wrote it down on paper somewhere, too, but I keep losing There pages. you go. Uh, thunder gets absorbed. You have three charges for long rest. Upon three. taking a hit, you can roll 2d8 to reduce the damage. Alright. Cool. So I'll roll those. Alright, I reduced that by 11. Message you this in Discord. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. You reduce that damage to 12, which is friggin' huge. Alright. All right. And now it is officially your turn. Okay. Well, for my bonus action, I'm gonna rage. Hey! So let's see what I get to do now. Same exact thing. That's okay. no fun. I mean, it it works out really well for the uh, difficult terrain. It's just no fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to teleport. Instead, I'm just going to swing at Walth twice. Uh, 19 to hit. That meets the AC. And a 22 to hit. That's good. 
Okay. That'll be 12 points of bludgeoning and 2 points of lightning. Okay. And then... That's better. Uh, 18 points of bludgeoning and 4 points of lightning. Sweet. And I'll stay right where I am. That makes sense to me. Doing what she did originally, um, she very nimbly is able to um, raise two sets and kind of does almost like uh, overhead slashes. Um, two towards the rim and two towards key. Uh, all while maintaining eye contact with you, Nyx. Saying, she just says to you out loud, screaming, Your friends will die and you will watch. In my horrible, lost voice. Alright, two attacks towards you, Thrym. I got a 22 and a dirty 20. Yeah, both hit. Okay. Uh, 30 points of flashing damage. In total? In total, yes. Okay. Between the two attacks. Um, and the two attacks against Yuki. Um, one's a 23 and the other one's single digit, so that's gonna miss. I believe the... Yeah, 23 hits. Okay, so one slash towards you, which is gonna equal out to 16 points of slashing damage. Alright. Um, and that's gonna be her shit. Being a weirdo. Key! Alright. I continue my quest to bonk harder. The quest to bonk. I roll like ass. Twelve. Not gonna hit. Oh, no. Uh, twenty-six, whatever hits. Yeah, that's good. Five plus six is eleven slashing damage, and I'll use one of my Arctic Inspiration charges for more psychic damage. Ooh! Psychic blades for an extra twelve psychic damage. Hey! Eleven slash twelve psychic, and that's my turn. Okay. Cutty. Um. I'm going to use just another booming blade attack on this boy with my short sword. Sure. Uh, 22. 22 hits. Uh, that's going to be 8 thunder damage and 27 piercing. Okay. And then I'll use... Uh, my bonus action to cunning action dash. Yeah, and that's where I'll stop all the way down here. Cool. So uh, just end my turn there. Just for um, Nixon Thrym might remember, but um, what is it if you deal damage to an opponent? They oh. can't take uh, yes attacks uh, opportunities against you. Uh, yeah, here's uh, Rackish Audacity. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, is that the right one? Or is it? No, Fancy Footwork. During your turn, if you make a melee attack against a creature, that creature can't make opportunity attacks against you for the rest of the turn. So he and Cax aren't yep. being like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah, so that's why I get to just run away for free. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, Nyx. Uh, oh, the gears are turning. Yeah, always. Check my resources real quick. Um, for now, Nyx is going to step right to the edge of the platform. And he is going to throw a lightning bolt at fourth level. And a straight line on this one. Yeah, that'll do it. We'll catch all three. So deck save, DC 16. Okay, we'll hit up wall first. Uh, that's a nine on her. And we'll start with the one on the left. The one next to her failed. The other one was a natural 19, so that one succeeded. But we have two failures in that. Uh, the the one on the left, did you roll for Bane? Oh, I didn't roll for Bane. Sorry, I have my icon with the other thing. It subtracted it by one, which made it into an 18. Right, so she still succeeded. Uh, failures will be taking 27 points of lightning damage. Successes will take 13. And I'm going to burn two sorcery points and cast Flame Strike between the right Yaklal and Lolth. Okay. As a bonus action. This next is feeling the pressure. Ah, uh, they both need to make another deck save. Okay. Let's go ahead and do Lolth first. She uh, got just a 10. Fails. And. The Yaklal, uh, a five. They both failed. They both failed. Okay, so they will both be taking 17 points of fire damage. And... Oh, okay. So 17 points of fire damage and 17 points of radiant damage. Ooh, on top of that. Damn. Yes. So 34 points until... Okay. And... That will end my turn. All right. I rolled uh, really poorly on the lightning bolt, but really well on the flame strike. Which is weird. Usually your lightnings are like the go-to damage dealers. Yeah, um, usually. Nyx, at the end of your turn, Loth's going to spend one of her legendary actions to swipe once at key for just 16. Not going to hit. Not gonna do it this time. Alright, your Cuddy. Your Yaklal sees you run away. Um and as it begins to give chase, so first of all it takes five steps forward, or five feet. So that triggers booming blade, right? Yes sir. Yes sir, um, yes sir. Nineteen thunder. Okay. Um, and as that happens, the jolt uh, kind of rocks it. Um, and as it's going towards you, it, it seems to almost sense something to its right, but continues. Or it, it, it's almost as if like it heard something, but then continues to go uh, hunting towards you, Cuddy. Fight form a dirty 20 and an 18. Uh, hit and meet, so we'll say it. Okay. In bite form. Uh, 18 points. Oh, 
piercing damage, as well as uh, 20 points of poison damage. From one attack? Or... Uh, both attacks. Yeah, you're all set with both attacks. Sorry. Uh, okay, then I'll half the second one. Okay. So oh, my bad. Two? Okay, so that was... Yeah, I grouped that bludgeoning into poison. I forgot you could do that, so let me... Yeah, yeah. The the po- I, I, Since I blocked it that way, yeah, you can you can do it towards oh. the poison game, which was just much higher. Okay, I mean, it was it would it saves me like a difference of like one point. <laughs> but, so what was that? Eighteen and twenty, so twenty-eight mm-hmm. total. Yep. Okay. My apologies, I forgot you could do that. Usually, I just bunch it all together. Um. And the other Yaklaw is gonna try to give Thrym some nibbles. Uh, both ends of the spectrum, boys. A natural one and a natural 20. Not to but be that did. guy. Hold up. <laughs> the Yaklaw that attacks Cuddy still oh, has Bane on it. Bane on it. Alright, let me roll Which, those. Holy his fuck, AC Cuddy. is 18. That second hit doesn't hit. That fucking second hit does not hit. So what the hell is the math on that again? I heard 18 and, and 20. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's just the 18 points of damage. You're absolutely right. Let me throw fucking that goddamn icon on this one. All right. Sorry, Cuddy. Yes, sir. All right. So... Uh, going back to Thrym, so one was natural one, and one the one was a natural twenty. Light form. Uh, Nineteen points of bludgeoning damage, and uh, ten points of poison damage. What's half of nineteen? Nine. Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. Cool. Thank you. No. Problemo. All right, gentlemen, it is 204. Um, I propose, so I would foresee this fight going on for a lot longer. Well, not a lot longer, but for uh, probably past our normal cutoff of what would normally be 230. Um, we're at the top of the initiative order. Um, so if you guys are all cool, we should probably end it here for tonight. All right. I want to kill a bitch.